continuing completed classics, fulfilling failed franchises, reinvigorating reviled rehashes. It's the follow-up showdown with Paul Gitz, Travis McMaster. Hello, uppers and downers, and welcome to the follow-up showdown 3 AFIII, where this season we give worthy second chapters to top 100 stories that don't have them. I'm your host, Paul Getz, and if you notice those vocalizations added to the theme song, do not worry that it's a permanent change, I just wanted to add a little bonus as a representation of the one-off nature of what you're about to hear. If you heard our last episode, you may have picked up on the fact that we've had some technical difficulties as of late. And as a result of those, the planned episode for this week is not yet ready for your ears. So, as a way of not leaving you contentless, I am presenting this, our very first bonus episode of the show. You see, back when Travis, Lauren, and I, and our fabulous guest Kelly McDevitt did our continuation celebration of The Bride of Frankenstein, the four of us, as an extra assignment, watched and discussed its sequel, 1939's Son of Frankenstein but it ended up being cut for time. Now, you lucky duckies are going to get to hear the whole thing in all its glory, along with some added material and segments that I'll be throwing in to make this episode as full as possible. So, with that in mind, let's get started with Things Left on the Table. Let's get these things off the table. In our French Connection 2 episode, we pondered whether the nickname Popeye existed before or even outside of the cartoon Sailor Man, who himself served as the impetus for Gene Hackman's character in the movie and indirectly through him, the fried chicken restaurant chain. Well, I did some digging, and while I didn't find the date of origin for the name Popeye, I did discover that it was widely used in the 1800s to refer to men whose eyes were swollen, shut, or otherwise deformed as a result of fighting. Such was the case with Frank Rocky Fiegel, a Polish immigrant who had a 20-year career as a merchant marine before becoming a bouncer who regularly got into fights while maintaining order at the rowdy Wybush's Tavern in Chester, Illinois. It was here that Frank became friendly with a man named Elsie Chrysler Seagar and regaled him with many an amazing sea story. Elsie would go on to become a cartoonist and the creator of Popeye, basing the character and its likeness with full permission on Frank. So, pretty neat Popeye origin story there. Uh, If you haven't heard that story before, I would definitely recommend looking up the real Popeye online. It's pretty awesome how great the likeness is between that real-life man and the crazy-looking cartoon character we all know and love. I'll go ahead and post that on the Instagram, save you a step. So that is that. Now moving on to a very fun edition of the Listener's Log. You sent something in to the Listener's Log. Now let's check in on the Listener's Log. So I've got a couple of write-ins from listeners here. Uh, Been a minute since we've had any of these, but these are pretty good ones. From CJ Bean on Instagram, who I happen to know is my dear friend Chris Bean. In response to our Hannibal episode, he wrote this. Need a Hannibal and I Know What You Did Last Summer crossover called I Know Who You Ate Last Summer. It's a great idea, Chris. I particularly love the idea of those two murderers meeting. 
and it being Hannibal's idea, like the whole plot of the movie, like the fisherman's like, oh, I got to go get those kids that almost killed me. And then Hannibal's like, oh, no, no, friend. What you need to do is wait a year, mess with their minds, send them messages, and then I will prepare them just so and we shall feast together. You know, something like that. Uh, in any case, I love the idea. Thank you, Chris. The other one I have to read here was actually sent to Travis, uh, and he forwarded to me. It looks like it's also from Instagram, but the writer is Darren Scott Jakes, aka Plymouth Painter, who said this. He has three ideas for episodes of the show that we should do. One, Stand By Me, possible prequel, How Did That Kid End Up in the Woods? The second, The Truman Show 2, What Happens to Truman After He Gets His Freedom? And three, The Warriors 2, just because the first one is awesome. I love all of these ideas, Darren, very, very much. Uh, Stand By Me being arguably my favorite movie. It has always been in my mind that I would love to do it on the show. We will absolutely get to that. I love your pitch. Truman Show, my second favorite Jim Carrey movie. And for what a freak for him I am, that's a big deal. Also an amazing pitch. And The Warriors, I actually have... Um, a personal connection with. I co-starred in a Warriors parody in college uh, with three other friends of mine. So I'll also go ahead and post a picture of the poster for that on the Instagram. It's a cool hand-painted one from my friend Roger Johnson. Plus, I love that movie. These are all great ideas, and I we will get to all of them. Rest assured, Plymouth Painter, we will after we get through this goddamn list. Speaking of the list, Let's get our son of Frankenstein on, and we will kick it off with our minute, which since we didn't have Travis do back in the day, instead of a minute with McMaster, will today be... Paul Goats, Cliff Notes, that's not a pronounce my name, although it's spelled like it would be. Theo is silent. I'm going to break down everything that happens in Son of Frankenstein in one minute. Am I ready? Yes, I am. Hello, John. Hello, John. Okay, uh, here we go. And go. Uh, Wolf Frankenstein, the son of Dr. Henry Frankenstein, moves with his wife and son to the village from the first two movies, which is now called Frankenstein. Uh, he hopes to redeem his father's legacy by proving he was not a madman, but it was rather Fritz's fault for giving an abnormal brain to the monster. He finds the monster's body below the castle and brings it back to life without swapping the brain. Not sure why he did that. Uh, and then immediately loses control of the situation because the monster only listens to a man named Igor, played by Bela Lugosi, who is a madman who was tried and convicted and hanged by the villagers for something. Uh, the hanging did break his neck, but did not kill him, so now he has a big hunch. Anyways, he commands the monster to kill his enemies, the people that convicted him, and the monster spends the whole movie doing that. Wolf, meanwhile, spends the whole movie lying about his involvement in things, both to the chief inspector, who lost his arm to the monster as a child, and to his wife. In the end, Wolf shoots Igor, monster gets mad, steals his son, can't bring himself to kill him. Wolf knocks him into a sulfur pit, and they leave town. Whoa! Okay, nailed it. That is how it is done, Travis. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention the monster is inexplicably wearing a wool vest over his iconic costume for some reason. Uh, I know I didn't get that in a minute, but I have to mention it because it's so stupid and disappointing. Okay, at this point, it's enough blib blib blibity blab from me. Let us go back in time and listen to what we were saying on that fateful night in October 2022. <laughs> Really, it's ultimately a very good movie, especially when you compare it to 
son of Frankenstein, oh, 1939. Wait, wait, we, I'm sorry. That was such yeah. a good ad. I just don't want to move on. Okay, false start. Thank you for that, Travis. I guess instead I will drop us in here. Um, I was, because, you know, uh, obviously we talk about Young Frankenstein a lot while watching these movies. Sure. Um, because it borrows so heavily from all three that it's shocking if you've never, if you'd only seen Young Frankenstein to watch all three of these movies and figure out where jokes came from and stuff. Um, for example, when Marty Feldman says, walk this way, and he has the little tiny cane on the yeah. stairs, and you mm-hmm. think, like, what a bizarre, cute joke. And then you watch Frankenstein, and you go, oh, no, he does have a little cane yeah. that he uses <laughs> yeah, to walk yeah. the stairs. He has yeah. that... He doesn't walk, call attention to it, but that's part of it. Yeah, and <laughs> once you introduce the, I guess this will be our transition into Son of Frankenstein, the wooden-armed uh, <laughs> policeman in Son of Frankenstein and realize, you know, that that was just taken for Kenneth Mars. And up to the point, like I said, I wish they it wasn't in there because I love the bit so much of him putting the darts in his <laughs> arm. I wanted that to just be a bit, but it's just, he just it's took it because it's just funny. It's just a fun thing to play with. Um. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And Bela Lugosi playing Igor. Igor. Igor uh, is werewolf his name, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I. He I did not work for me. Yeah. That okay. character was a disaster. Uh. I'd, again, another evil figure to put all the evil on in the film. Um, it does feel like an excuse to like get Bela Lugosi into the Frankenstein franchise. Sure. Yeah. And a big and I felt this throughout the movie as well. His career was fading apparently at the time. And so it was sort of like almost as a favor to him, the people behind the scenes to put him in the movie and then give him a bigger and bigger part. Mm. Specifically that scene that we talked about where he's telling the cops, Oh, I'll tell you everything he's doing. Doesn't need to be in there. Cause there's a scene later where someone else someone is else doing watching that. Him, yeah. uh, and I'm guessing they just threw that in cause he wanted more scenes or they wanted more scenes for him. He's in the movie more than the monster. By, uh, by a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, so <laughs> when you first reached out to me to come and do this, I think I responded with Frankenstein's my favorite and I love Bride of Frankenstein. I effing hate Son of Frankenstein. <laughs> I hate that movie. Yeah. Um, and even like people I really, really respect, um, like like some of the some of the quote unquote masters of horror when you listen. Christopher Lee, huge son of Frankenstein fan. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. My, uh, if you if you ever listen to this, Joe Dante, I love you, I love you, but I disagree with you so much. <laughs> um, I think Bill Lugosi is awful in this movie. I think I, yeah. his best performance is the black cat, which he it's him and Boris Karloff. It was before this movie and they're it's a really sick and twisted movie it's about like satanism and necrophilia and it's like these two soldiers um but anyway it's you see that and then you go to this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no yeah, yeah, yeah. no he's just like making a funny voice over some really terrible prosthetic teeth terrible and wig and beard too it's it, not good yeah. i don't understand very distracting also, what, we're just forgetting about dracula he's great in dracula yeah, yeah. i will say like see i it did make me like curious about his other work because I thought he did like in a pretty good job for what he was doing, but it also it, did seem sort of like a, a shoot in role. Yeah. I think the character, like all characters in Son of Frankenstein, uh, just wears on you because it's yeah. all watching them do a lot of the same things over and over again yeah. without much payoff and without much monster. Huge problem, huge, huge problem. I did like the broken neck effect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give it that. 
We um, did have a little southern boy for some reason. Yeah, that was even though fun. his parents were <laughs> exhausting. <not southern>. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and the, they're in like Europe. <laughs> as we mentioned, both Basil Rathbone as the doctor's son, who we don't know why he doesn't know his father or what happened to his father or mother, um, as well as the cop with the wooden arm. Excellent performances. Yeah, but. There's just too much of them. Yeah. Doing a lot of nothing. The only person doing anything actively in the movie is Igor, and it's all happening off screen. The movie uh, like, overall suffered from a severe lack of cohesiveness. Yes. It was going in many directions at once, often contradictory. You'd have a character say their motivation and action is going to be thus, and then in the next scene it is the opposite, and then yeah. the next scene it's some bizarre third direction. Yeah. When it was like you got two different performances from Basil Rathbone. The first half was his want to redeem his family legacy, and that and went out shouting. the window so quickly, and then the second half was, frazzled, I'm covering everything up! Oh, I'm not hiding anything! But then not dealing with anything. It was very, really bizarre. And then, uh, again, he got no comeuppance, and I suppose I mean, he certainly wasn't the hero, but he, seemed, he, he was had a happy ending. Yeah. Again, yeah. It was, it, it was a movie. Yeah, it was a mess of a movie. Not really boring enough to dismiss for that. Not really weird and bizarre enough to get into the enjoyment of that spirit. It was just sort of like a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, compared to the other two that are so tight, like they, they waste very little time. The third one is so long. It's so long. And yes. there's, I, I, yeah. I told you while we were watching it, there is one scene in that movie I like. Yeah. And well, it's only one. It's a classic monster scene exactly. of him what? seeing himself him in, in the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. 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 yeah can I, even then it had the vest. Can I say, <laughs> I don't just mean to be counter, but I liked Bella in this. Mm. I liked what he was doing. Um, maybe because there wasn't much going on. That's like true. Basil, he, was the, Basil, he was the only thing going on. Yeah. Like the performances yeah. were all really good for what they were, but yeah. they were mostly pretty straight except for the, you know, the cop, which I think a lot of that was fun because like, haha. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he did great physical work with that arm, and yeah. and not even this, not always just funny, just like to to continuously use that throughout the movie and not get sick of it. That was pretty impressive. Well, I, yeah. It was a real, yeah. it was a real arm. Well, sure, but I'm <laughs> saying, well, for as much screen time as he had, mm-hmm. and as bored <laughs> as I got by what his plot was, I never got sick of the arm stuff. Right. Which I don't know. There's stuff yeah. in the movie that works. It's just it doesn't work enough or as often or in tandem with each other to really carry you through the movie if you're yeah. not watching it like as a group with a bunch of vegetables and mm. yucking, yeah. it, yucking it up. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we get into Unsung Heroes. Hit it, Bell Jr. Unsung Heroes. In Son of Frankenstein, my unsung hero is Amelia. Mm. She, the, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, the scene where she's like, "Is uh, not Elizabeth? What's her name? Elsa?" Because it's named after Elsa Lanchester. Um, mm. Elsa's like, "Is the bedroom cheerful?" And she's like, y- "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 real, it's real cheerful. The only one we yeah. got. <laughs> Heavy so. pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that she. Um, she's the house. Keeper, right? She, she's the, the Mrs. The Mrs. Pops. Pops. She is, yeah, yeah, she is yeah. the Mrs. Pops. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Frankenstein doesn't kill her. He like grabs her and she's like, oh, and he like puts yeah. her down. She just faints, I think. And then she just gets right back up. And... Yeah. 
I love also, that they but, seemed surprised that she was there. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, they yeah. see you. I also, I like after she faints, Frankenstein's expression of just like, well, that's done. Like, <laughs> it, like it closes the door like, well. But yeah. that's sort of yeah. the vibe of that whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I rolled the card over him, so. <laughs> yeah. My unsung hero for Sun is the, the cop who runs into the castle and keeps whispering in the the guy the the um the guy with the fake arms ear, and at one point oh, he like jumps up and does like a little kick with his oh, leg. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So that's my unsung hero. I guess I don't have one for the second one. All right. Hey, unsung heroes. This is just like a real episode, huh? Sweet. Um. Okay. So we did not pitch against this movie on this episode, even though none of us are really fans, but. There were a couple of ideas presented that more or less, more or less, more or less, qualify as pitches. Uh, so we're going to get into those, starting with Lauren. Friend. Yes. I want friend. Like me. Um, can I start? This is my little bit of information I, I just like withheld. It's not super interesting. Mm. Oh, but no, I've become I so like steeped in like, you know. Frankenstein equals the monster. That mm. whenever I we were watching Son of Frankenstein, I was immediately terribly disappointed because I was like, "Oh, it's not going to be a baby monster." <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, but like the dream there's, child, yeah. Mul- <laughs> like a little, little Frankenstein running around. Multiple reasons to be disappointed by that because you've introduced the bride at the end of the right, second exactly. one, and the whole point yeah. of. It seemed to be Pretorius's mission was to make a bride so they could create a race. A world of gods and monsters. Right. So it's a bummer to get to Son of Frankenstein and have it nothing to do with. You're right. I guess I was subconsciously going yeah. from like Bride of Frankenstein, yes. right. Bride of Monsters. Make a little son family. Of Fra- yeah, yeah. Frankie well, you, baby. You think Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They made a baby. Yeah. yeah. So, no Instead, idea. you just Apparently put a vest on Frankenstein. You bride. put a weird little woolly vest. Frankenstein yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. This next clip is actually from that Bride of Frankenstein continuation celebration. It is Kelly describing a theme park attraction uh, that also qualifies as a sequel to Bride of Frankenstein. Um, I understand this is old news to those who heard that episode before, but mm, too bad. Here it is. Won't you stay and play with me a little while? They actually did uh, The Bride Lives mm-hmm. Mates. Cool. Where, where at the end of Bride of Frankenstein, she survives. Well, this is a sequel in itself. Exactly. That, yeah. and, I, and the reason I bring it up is I think if we made something now, it would be like this. And I actually wonder if maybe they're tinkering mm. with something well, like this. Well, well, the well, Bride well. is now a new character in the park again. Yeah. So, um, she pulls the monster out of the rubble, and she herself learns and becomes a mad scientist. Mm. And she brings him back, because there's all, there were all these cool scenes where, like, his legs have been ruined, so he's the monster, but he's, like, chopped. So he's only, like, he's the size of a little boy, Mm. because his legs are gone. And she's, like, reanimating him, and she starts going out and, like kidnap people and put them in cages and use their body parts and kill people and do her own experiments and it was to bring the monster back but then also to make like her own 
crazy mm. experiment things. Mm. And you know it's a feminist story because she's wearing pants. Mm. The bride or the bride in the maze. In the maze, mm. she it's was a in pants. Wow. Story for HHN maze. Yes. And now finally, as a bonus little treat, an exclusive for you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and off the cuff pitch what I would have liked to have seen as the third chapter in the Frankenstein trilogy. So here it goes. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. What I'm thinking is, Henry, we're back to Henry and his beloved. Uh, He has sworn off of his sinister ways of creating life from death. He no longer wants to play God. He just wants to settle down and have a family, but he's shooting blanks. They cannot conceive a child. Uh, So he's guilt-ridden about that. In any case, he and his wife, uh, Elizabeth? I have to look that up. In any case, they move to a village where nobody knows who they are. Uh, I'm thinking there is a tragedy there. Um, a villager's child dies. Uh, I want to say by drowning, but I know that's from the first one. But uh, yeah, let's stick with that. We'll call it a nod. Uh, in any case, Henry sees this as an opportunity to create the family he, he can't do naturally. And so does go back to his old ways, brings a lifeless child back to life uh, in much the same nature as we've seen him do before. Uh, He keeps it from Elizabeth for a while, but eventually she discovers it and loves it right away, despite its being Frankenstein monstery. He does discover that the child can learn, uh, Bride of Frankenstein monster style. It can learn things um, and develop, though it is not growing and will never grow, it it, it can be assumed. But he decides eventually that the child would be okay to do social interaction and enrolls him in school. I'm going to say there's an incident at the school, another child gets hurt, something like arm gets ripped out, you know, not nothing too bad, uh, just horrific like that. And the whole family must flee. Uh, exactly how it ends, I'm not sure, but right now I'm thinking maybe in an accidental, uh, being scared by fire type of situation, uh, the child inadvertently kills Henry, uh, ending his reign of ever doing this kind of thing again, but the child is left alive with his loving mother, um, uncertain about what their future holds other than the love that will always be between them. Um, and the tragic loss of the father that made all of this happen. So that is my pitch. I am going to call it Child of Frankenstein. Uh, Not too far off from the actual sequel title, but, you know, pretty good, I think. I think that would have been a dope movie and a little dark, perhaps, but all of these movies are crazy dark, if you think about it. Anyway, to me, that would be much better than what we got this third time around as would Lauren and Kelly's ideas. This is a great show. We know what we're doing. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up, everybody. Thanks for being here and um, enjoying this bonus episode, I hope. We will be back next time with the Indiana Jones trilogy episode I've been promising you for weeks, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. You will enjoy it. Wrap it up, 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 wrap it up. Alone, 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 it's weird to do this thing alone.
listening to the follow-up showdown. To check out the images I promised, plus many others, go to our Instagram at the follow-up showdown. We also have videos under the same name on TikTok, and you can check us out on Twitter at FU Showdown Pod. Also, our first season is available on YouTube.